So yesterday, Samsung held its March Unpacked event where the company announced a trio of flagship handphones, a new experimental phone, and a couple smaller accessories. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlo. This is Jason Squared, and today we're going to dive in all things Samsung. So Jason, what exactly did we see yesterday from the Korean tech giant? Well, they refreshed their entire line of phones and they have all have 5G across the board. So this is a major statement by Samsung, which is to say, we're 100% 5G, we're all in 5G player, right? So the lowest end phone has 5G, the middle end phone has 5G, the highest end phone has 5G. They basically, you know, refresh the entire line, but they are all also $1,000 and up, Jason. Right, yeah, they're, they're more expensive than ever. So the Galaxy S20 is official, they skipped, the S11 name and went straight to S20. They didn't really explain why, but hey, if that's what they want to do, that's cool. Uh, so we have the S20, the S20 Plus, S20 Ultra. And like you said, it's 5G across the board. There were some major camera improvements as well, according to yes. Samsung. Uh, they use the latest Qualcomm 865 processor as well as Qualcomm's latest modems. What else did they announce? Well, this was, they also announced, which I think was their real announcement of the day, was the Galaxy Z Flip, which is their first bendable, uh, foldable phone. And I, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a killer. I, I, I think we, I think we just saw the death of the Motorola Z, my uh, razor, my friend. <laughs> well, so it's actually their second foldable phone, right? They had the Galaxy Fold last year. Which this opened... is true. I, I, I'm going to pretend that that one didn't exist. Yeah, I, I think a lot right. of people would <laughs> right. like to pre pretend that. Yeah, that one opened like a book, and this one opens more like a traditional clamshell flip phone, right? It's right. just like the Motorola Razr that was announced in November, was delayed and launched, I think, just about a week ago, and has, hasn't really received great reviews. But the Z Flip, to me, seems really interesting. It's polished. It's refined. It's what you would expect from Samsung releasing uh, a device, a second generation foldable display device. You know, it has all the small, it has a new hinge, has some other features we'll get into in a second. And then also Samsung announced the Galaxy Buds Plus, which are completely wireless head earbuds. Yeah. That, uh, it's their second generation uh, Galaxy Buds as well. There, there was a, uh, another speaker and another microphone on them, but the yeah. main show there for uh, the Galaxy Buds Plus was the battery life has gone from six hours to 11 hours. And that's yeah, without that's the case. That's good, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's an outrageous amount of battery life for the earbuds being the exact same size as the previous generation. You add in the wireless charging case and you're up to 22 hours of use off of a single charge, which is just flat out ridiculous. The AirPods Pro cap out at five hours, which, you know, yeah. is good, but 11 hours, man, you can take that across the country on two flights and you'll, you you will not have to charge at all. Well, I mean, obviously some executive, you know, who was flying back and forth from Seoul to, uh, to San Francisco or to New York said, you know, I need something that, that'll, that'll last uh, an entire business trip. So that's what they probably based it on. Yeah, absolutely. I think my flight from San Francisco to Tokyo a few years ago was around 12 hours. I can't imagine using those almost the entire flight. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So I think the main theme of yesterday's announcement, right, is that the 5G era of flagship phones is here. This is the first time where a major phone manufacturer, the biggest phone manufacturer in the world, has announced 5G across all devices. Samsung has toyed with this in the past with the S10 and the Note 10, releasing 5G models that were super expensive. But now the entire S20 line has 5G built into it. 
and they're also super expensive. But well, they're super expensive because now you've added to the bill of materials cost for every single product in the line. You're probably added a 20% markup on it on, on a part that I think most people are not going to use for the first year of, of, of the product's use. I mean, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I agree. If not longer, right? So yeah. the, the S20 is $999. It comes with sub six 5G support which is something T-Mobile has rolled out widely. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's going to eventually be, you know, it's, it's the longer range 5G yeah. uh, network capabilities. And then the S20 Plus and S20 Ultra are or $1199 and $1399 respectively. And those include sub six and millimeter wave. 5G technology. So really, truly, if you want to future-proof your phone because you're all in on 5G, you're looking at 1199 starting price point for an S20 because you're going to want you don't want the S20 at all, right? That doesn't include millimeter wave technology. So you're starting at $1,200 for a 5G phone, which is kind of crazy, right? That's insane, Jason. I mean, that that's you know we're we're getting the you know. Into like ten percent of people's salary of of, of more than ten percent of, of a lot of people's salaries here for to buy a phone, which is I mean that's it's like you know you're thinking about buying cars now. It's like the same decision factor you have in buying and making down payments on cars. It's it's it's, it's lunacy at this point, you know, <laughs> for something that's a basic you know a basic a basic technology item. I think that that at this point basically everybody needs a basic cell phone or smartphone. You know, I mean yeah right. Is, this is we've gone for we've gone way ahead of basic at this point, um, yeah. Yeah, and I get the argument that our phones are our main computers, and people are willing to spend that much on something that does quite a bit. But the thing with five G, and I'll admit, for the first time ever, I looked up five G coverage maps. I dove into which carriers offered in my area because of the S twenty. Hearing it quite a bit over the last week leading up to the event, I it got you know my curiosity peaked. And T-Mobile is the only carrier with its sub six uh, technology that is anywhere close to where I live, and I'd still have to drive an hour to even test it out. I'm an AT&T. Yeah, yeah, I'm an AT&T subscriber. They don't even have a 5G market at all lit up here in Colorado. It just doesn't exist. Verizon does, but their 5G map for Denver is literally we have coverage in this city block, we have coverage in this city block, and maybe we have coverage over by this landmark it, because they're all millimeter wave uh, yeah, it, tech. Dude, dude, Miami and Fort Lauderdale, statistical metropolitan area is no different. I am also an AT&T subscriber because I use AT&T for my, 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 my broadband at home and everything else. Um, I left T-Mobile last year because I wasn't happy with their coverage and some other things. Um, yeah, Miami, which you would think is a gigantic city, only has some 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 sub six, um, you know, uh, and and I don't even I think they're just starting the pilot M wave in the most expensive high, you know, places where Kobe Bryant used to have his freaking, um, you know, a high rise uh, penthouse. Those those areas will have the the the, the M wave uh, attached to them first, you know, the, where all the nightclubs and everything are. But where most of us live um, outside the core of the city, um, none of that exists right now. None yeah. of that. Yeah, it, and M-Wave technology is the faster low latency technology that makes 5G what these companies have been touting and promising us for the last two or three years. Sub-6 is kind of like LTE on steroids, right? You're going to get about 10 times the speed, but you're not going to get the one to two gigs per second downloads and one or two ping, you know, millisecond ping, stuff like that. It's just 
M wave is where it's at. So that slow rollout is really hurting adopting devices like the S20 lineup. All right, so 5G is chaotic. It's been chaotic. It appears to be chaotic for the next few years. But some of the stuff we can use right now in the S20 is the camera improvements. What do we know about that? So the, the new S20, you know, they, they, they have, I mean, look, first, the S10 was an amazing product, had excellent cameras. I think that it was on par with a lot of what, 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 the, what the iPhone 11 had and 11 Pro had at, at the upper end models, you know, when you started to look at, at, the, at the configurations. So this is, brings it to the next level because the, the, the camera sensor itself has gotten significantly larger. Sure. On the base um, S20, uh, I believe they are at a 40 megapixel sensor as for the main for the main camera, which is you know if you think about the size of the image sizes on those, you're talking like 20 meg plus size image sizes in the raw. If you start if you're photographing in raw, it's not doing any compression and stuff on the fly. Um, on what, depending on what settings you've got the thing at, right? The ultra has a 108 megapixel sensor, so yeah. that that is that's you know gigantic. You yeah, know, so if, if you look at the back of that phone, right? I mean, if you hear like, I mean, here's, here's an iPhone, right? But the sensor area is so much bigger, right? Um, in terms of the size of, of, of the CMOS part they had to put in there uh, to let in all that light, it's, it's, you're getting into like SLR category at, at this point. Right, yeah. So the standard S20 and S20 Plus have uh, three cameras two 12 megapixel cameras for ultra wide and wide angle, and then a 64 megapixel camera for the telephoto. So, uh, which is still crazy good, right? The S20 Ultra has a 108 megapixel camera for the, um, the wide angle, sorry, lost my place in my notes, and then a 48 megapixel telephoto lens. So there's quite a bit of, you know, camera, lens capabilities there, but really, truly, Jason, do we need that in a phone? Well, you know, if you're a professional photographer, right, and you're going to use that thing on a, on a tripod and you're going to take, you know, these huge landscape pictures and things, th there's certain types of type of photography that having those very big sensors is good for. Um, certainly, it's also good for macro photography if you're going to take a picture of an insect or something where you need to get that, that, that short focal length and really get, you know, that definition. But your average user, right, is taking snapshots. He's going out for dinner with his friends. He's doing selfies. He's doing, you know, pictures of his, he's doing food, you know, he's taking pictures of dinner, family right. photos, pets, you know, casual photography, right? I, I don't think your, your average casual photographer, first of all, they're using apps which are going to compress the heck out of everything. I mean, if you looked at Instagram, if you've looked at your photos that you've uploaded to Facebook, they are heavily compressed. Yeah. They are, they, they're not using them in native resolution. And also the phones by default are setting themselves to a, a lower resolution, like a, 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 not, not what they call raw or ultra, or whatever, the highest quality. By default, they're set to a, a lower level so that they're, they're preset to be uploaded you know, in many cases, uploaded uh, in mobile networks, not on Wi-Fi, um, to these the services like Instagram and, and and Facebook. So even if you've got a 108 megapixel sensor, you're lucky to be you'd be taking photos at 12 megapixel resolution for for, for 90 percent of these things. So, yeah, and there is some technology in the S20 Ultra that will combine nine pixels yeah. into one and make them essentially 12 megapixel ultra crisp. Photos didn't mean to use Ultra there, but I guess it kind of works, right? But one of the headlining features of the Ultra besides the 108 megapixels is the 100 times 
uh, hybrid zoom. It uses some optical zoom as well as some digital zoom for 100 times zoom. And Samsung did a demonstration of zooming in on San Francisco skyline yesterday during the event. It looked pretty impressive. I'm just not sure what kind of quality we're going to get out of those. And it, it's something we'll have to wait and see when, you know, review devices finally wind up on our desks and reviews start hitting the web. It's, it's an interesting way to approach and justify the S20 lineup in addition to the 5G, but I'm not entirely sold on the improvements until I actually get to use them. But what I am almost sold on is a Galaxy Z Flip, the new foldable display phone from Samsung. This thing, like we talked about earlier, looks impressive. It, it's a 6.7 inch display when it's open. It's very compact when it's closed. It has a small 1.1 inch display on the front that you can see notifications on, uh, answer phone calls or see who's calling you and then flip it open. You can even use it as a viewfinder for taking selfies. Uh, it just looks like a very well refined foldable display phone that I am seriously considering buying. And I, I don't know why it's $1,380, so $1,400 after taxes and all that. And I just, but yet I'm tempted because it's, it's new and it's a different form factor than what we've been using for the last 10 years. Jason, you like the new and shiny, okay? I, I like the true and tested and reliable <laughs> stuff, okay? After what we just saw from their last fiasco from, fold, from the foldable phone, um, I'm not convinced that this display technology is ready for prime time for heavy duty use. Okay. Um, sure. And we, we saw, I mean, look, we've just seen the meantime between failure tests on the, on the Motorola, uh, Razor, um, yeah, 27,000 27, open and closes according to CNET's test. They're yeah, which is, yeah, it's that's well below a hundred Jason. Um, yeah. and you know, um, honestly, I, I, I think, you know, if, I, I, to me, this has, you know, a, a smartphone has to be a reliable piece of equipment that you can depend on. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I'm not going to, I'll put it this way. Flip phones, foldable, foldable form factor, I think is the future. There's no question it's the future, but I think it's going to take us three, four, five years before we really start seeing um, manufacturing processes get to a point where one is that 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 that, that be, the meet time between failure on on all these folds is is much higher than than what is currently advertised or what is actually tested in 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 the in the in the lab. And other the price point of these screens, the 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 part for price of these screens has to go down so that even if your phone does fail after two years, it shouldn't cost thirteen hundred dollars to replace. Sure. So maybe Samsung got it right this time though. They are using an ultra thin glass uh, going over the display instead of the plastic cover that was on the Galaxy Fold that can easily be damaged with just your thumbnail itself. I don't know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see once devices get in our hands. Uh, you know, what's crazy about the Z Flip is that normally when Samsung announces a product like the S20, doesn't launch until March 6th, with the Z Flip, it's available February 14th. It's ready to launch, it's probably sitting on stock, in stock rooms and stores right now, ready to go. So it's not going to be long before we find out whether or not this is better technology or worse technology. And I, I'm seriously, like I said, I'm seriously considering going out and picking one up on Friday. We'll have to wait and see. It's a lot of money to uh, deal with or use an experimental product. They said it's a lot of money and not only that, it's using last year's technology. It's using the, it's using the 855 series um, SOC, which is not, as we know, was a power hog. And, sure. and, he, and, 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 and it was a heat hog also. Yeah, heat it's 855 plus, so maybe there's some improvement there. I haven't, to yeah. my knowledge, well, no, I have used the OnePlus 
latest OnePlus phone has 855 plus, which seemed to be okay. But yes, you're right. It is last year's technology, put in a foldable phone, and yep, we'll just have to wait and see. But Jason, I think there was one sleeper announcement yesterday that deserves quite a bit more attention than what huge and out sleeper announcement in my opinion and and that is the price drop on the entire s10 line yeah that's so the, the big big yeah yeah so samsung announced they're keeping the s10 lineup around it's the first time they've kept last year's phones in you know, available and kept manufacturing them and they're dropping the price on every model by 150 dollars so that means the galaxy s10e starts at 599 now yep. the s10 is 749 s10 plus 849 those are starting prices and as we know samsung phones depending on carrier and retailer yep. are frequently discounted so yep. seeing an s10 plus for 500 or 450 dollars is very realistic now and that yeah. They're great phones. They still, yes, just, yeah. we just talked about the Z Flip using last year's technology. Yes, the S10 will use last year's technology as well. But they're, I mean, if you get a S10e, well, no, no, one, no one wants to pay full retail for last year's technology. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. pay, I pay for a discount at, at, you know, at, for last year's technology. That's not a problem. Yeah, I think it's incredibly smart of Samsung to keep these phones around. They're basically the LTE line of Galaxy S10 or a Galaxy S series phones now. You have the 5G line in the S20, and you have the LTE line in the S10. And they, they kind of had to with the prices going so high for the S20 lineup. So I, I think probably the biggest announcement of the day was the price drop on last year's phones, just because it's something they haven't done before. And But, you know, I, I still have the S10 Plus. I think it's a great phone. Use it once in a while. And I'm glad they did this earlier rather than two or three months from now, because as we know, the 800-pound sleeping gorilla will probably have some interesting announcements in a few months. So yeah, yeah, we we recently talked about that in a video. I think February, I mean March, uh, we're looking at the iPhone 9, which is supposed to be a $400 iPhone with the latest and greatest hardware inside. So yeah, they. I'm sure Samsung's well aware of what's going on or has a good idea of what's going on there. So this, there's more to this than just splitting up the lineup into LTE and 5G. But it, like, you're, like you said, it's great for them to do it now. It was effective immediately after the event ended yesterday. You don't have to wait a week until these go on sale. It, it was a huge announcement. Any closing thoughts from the event, Jason? No, I think, you know, um, you know, Samsung, they had to introduce new phones. Look, you have to introduce a new phone every year. That's kind of like the cadence of this industry. Whether you have to or not, you kind of have to, right? So um, I think they were, they were going to be pressured as to what kind of innovations they could actually add in this year, given that, that the S10 was such a strong phone last year. They had to do something so like, all right, they had to bump out the camera. And, and going to 5G across the board, that is also an important strategic statement. And, and having their second, but all, what I'm going to say is their, re, their first real um, commercially viable um, flip uh, foldable um, is also very important. So these yeah. are all technologies they're putting in place for the next five or six, seven years. Yeah. So the basis of, of, of what they're dealing with. So Yeah, the S20 launch, Z Flip launch are all long-term plays going forward, right? And I think some of their marketing material even talked about the S20 being the phone of the next 10 years for them because of 5G and all of that. And, and I, for one, am now excited for 5G. I just need carriers to speed up the rollout process. Yeah, I, we, I, we just need networks that work. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah, it would be great. So I think that's a good place to stop. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow.
And this is Jason Squared. Make sure to check out more of our videos at ZDNet.com.